So if you would grab your Bibles this morning, and we're going to 1 Chronicles 29 and 20 in your hearing on this morning. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. First Chronicles 29 and 20. Amen. If you would stand for the reading of the word of God on this morning. Amen. It reads, Then David said to the whole assembly, Praise the Lord your God. So they all praised the Lord, the God of their fathers. They bowed down, prostrating themselves before the Lord and the king. Let me read that again. Then David said to the whole assembly, praise the Lord your God. So they all, yeah, all, yeah, praise the Lord, the God of their fathers. They bowed down, prostrating themselves before the Lord and the king. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, that we didn't come with any hidden agenda on today, but we come to worship you, praise you. We come to hear your word. So, God, you say that you will hold no good thing from us. We know that your word is good. It's a lamp unto our feet and light unto our path. The entrance of your word giveth light. So we thank you for that on today because we know that we need your word in a world that we're living in where there's so much darkness around us. We need your word. So Father, bless us today. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. Thank you for what we've already encountered. Thank you for the worship. Thank you for the praise. But it is your word, God, that's going to help strengthen and empower us times of temptations, in times of struggle, in times of, of, of chaos, is your word. So God, we thank you for it in advance. We pray that it would do exactly what needs to be done. God, that you will be glorified, the enemy horrified, and your people edified. We thank you right now, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Over the last several weeks, we've been in a series entitled Agreement. Last week, we saw what takes place when people come into agreement in prayer. We saw where Peter was locked up deep in the prison. We saw that he was bound by four quadrants of soldiers, 16 individuals, surrounding one man. Not only was he surrounded by them, but the Bible tells us that he was locked down. He was chained. Which we said goes to show the uh, significance of Peter. The threat that Peter had. That King Herod saw him as a threat. Because after all, we understand that he was the chief apostle. We understand that Jesus said, Upon this rock I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We understand that Peter, Cephas, uh, we understand that 
He was in turn, in essence, uh, Christ was establishing something through him. Because he was establishing something through him, the word was getting out and he was declaring the truth of God's word and people were being delivered and people were being set free. He was a threat. So Herod seized him, seized him. He had just killed uh, John, James. He had just killed James, the brother of John, the duo, the... uh, Sons of Thunder. We know that he was beheaded and Peter was en route to have his life taken as well. But there was a gathering. We understand that the believers, those that believed in prayer, those that uh, trusted God, they came together in agreement. They had a targeted prayer, we said. They, they, They were praying for his release. And because they were praying significantly, significantly and because they were in agreement, something happened. Said that as he was lying there, uh, hours from uh, his demise, that an angel showed up. And an angel loosed him and uh, released his chains and took him through the first and second ward. And the gate opened uh, before them and he gets outside and he realizes because he says that he really came to himself after he got out yeah because a lot of times when we're in trouble we can't see our way out but it's amazing once we get out and look back we can see what God has done so he gets out and he he sees that he's free and he goes to the, the, the house and he knocks on the door because he, he, he realizes that not only did this come from God, that his deliverance came from God, but because he was the chief apostle, no doubt the Holy Spirit, no doubt something was triggered inside of him to, that, that somebody was doing something. Yeah, that somebody yeah, was turning down their prayer, that somebody was praying, somebody was getting in the face of God in order for his deliverance. There he goes, and they they observe that their prayers have been answered. So so we see what happens when we agree in prayer. Yeah, I I, want to take the time to just thank everybody for for those that uh, came out or with those that were on the line Tuesday, I think there was a, a, a good number of individuals online Tuesday for prayer, 6.30 a.m., that you were there early. Amen. Amen. Seeing the significance of prayer, uh, coming together in agreement, and we thank God for those that came out Wednesday night because that was a, a, a powerful time of prayer. And we're just waiting and expecting and waiting with tiptoe anticipation what God is going to do, that he's going to open some, some that he's going to answer prayers, that matter of fact, that, that, that they're already being answered, that he is positioning, yeah, our, our breakthrough and our, our deliverance, what a mighty God we serve. So this week, I, I want to make the last installment. I, 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 want to, I want us to see not only what takes place, <laughs> yeah, when we come together in agreement in prayer, But I also want to see what happens when we come together in agreement in the area of our giving. Yeah, 
I'll give him. I'll give him. Solomon, the, 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 the Bible has a great deal to say about giving. Yeah. Solomon, who is said to be the wisest man that ever lived, tells us in Proverbs 11 and 24 and 25, he says, one person gives freely, yet gains even more. Yeah, he says another one withholds unduly, un unnecessarily, yeah, but comes to poverty. He says a generous man or generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Yeah, the Bible, the Bible, the, the, the Bible, the Bible tells us that, that God takes the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Because the world says, hoard up. The world says, keep what you can. The world uh, says, if you want to advance, then hold on to what you got. Mm, but the Bible, yeah, the infallible word of God, the truth, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, 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 that he says everything else is going to pass away, but his word is going to stand. The Bible, the, the Bible tells us that, 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 that God blesses those who freely give of their resources, yeah, of their time and of their energy. Yeah, and when we give, the text says uh, that if we give, then he refreshes us. In other words, there is a, 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 an expectation that if I give, that, that God is going to give me more. Yeah, and truth of the matter is everybody, everybody wants more. Yeah, yeah, everybody wants more. And yeah, then there is Malachi 3 and 10. Yeah, Malachi 3 and 10. We, most of us know Malachi 3 and 10. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And then he does not stop there, but the Lord tells us, he says, test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. Yeah, I hear you. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store up. I like the message translation. The message translation said, bring your full tithe. <laughs> yeah, the full. Yeah, to the temple treasurer so that there will be ample provision in my temple. And test me in this to see if I do not open up heaven itself to you. Mm. And pour out blessings beyond your wildest dreams. Anybody got some dreams? Yeah, 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 yeah. It says your, your wildest dreams, your, your wildest expectation, that, that thing that you set up that, that you don't know how it's going to happen, but, but, but somehow you believe that, that, that it can take place. He says bring the, 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 the full tenth, tenth, yeah, 10%, 10%. The tithe is the tenth. He says test me. And understand that when you test something, you measure the, the reliability of something. He says, test me and see, am I not reliable? He says, test me and see, uh, won't I come through on my word? He says, test me and see that, that, that everything else uh, uh, will, will go to nothing, but my word is going to stand. He, said, he says, test me and see, are uh, I uh, reliable? On our consistent. Yeah, that, that, that if you try me once, you'll try me again. 
Yeah, because I, I will not fall short. I, I'll come through every time. I, I, I will not fail you. He says, test me. Matter of fact, this is the only area in the Bible where he says, test me. Yeah, he says, test me in this area because he understands how critical, yeah, our resources are. Yeah, you cannot serve God and mammon. He, he, he understands. He tries to make a dividing point to help us understand that we can't uh, be so focused on our treasures and miss God. <laughs> he says, test me. He says, test me. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't say test anybody else. He, he says, test me, the almighty God. Yeah, the, the, all, the, the almighty God, the, 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 the one that is over and above everything. He says, test me. I don't want that test on anybody else. He says, I want you to bring that test to me. Bring it to my front door and see what I do. Yeah, what I promised I would do. Yeah, he says, I will throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour you out. He says, I'll pour you out. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll pour you out. He says, I'll pour you out. Yeah, he says, I, I won't give you a trinkle. He says, I'll pour you out. Yeah, he says, I'll, I'll pour. That'll dry up. It's okay. It'll dry. I left a little bit for me. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he says, he says I, 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 I won't give you a trinkle, but I'll give you a steady flow. I'll give you a gushing a blessing. Yeah, if you just test me. <laughs> he says, if you just test me. And then in the New Testament, I'm going somewhere. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul tells us, uh, he talks to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 9 and 7. He says, remember this. He tells them. He tells them, I, out of everything you remember, he says, I want you to remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Yeah, whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Yeah, he's telling us, helping us to understand, to get the comprehension, that, to, to really understand that, that, that you reap based on what you sow. And see, the problem with many people is they're trying to reap what they have not sown. Uh, you cannot reap where you have not sown. You cannot reap where you have not planted. I don't care how, how, how much you go to God. I, 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 I don't care how much you, you cry. I don't care how much you moan. Understand, uh, you cannot reap where you have not sown. Yeah. And then he goes on in verse 7. He says, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, yeah, he says, for God loves uh, cheerful. Yeah, that word is hilarious. The word is somebody that doesn't regret it, but, I mean, just, it just is tickled to death uh, to be able to, to give. Their, 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 their attitude has adjusted because the truth of the matter is, is that attitude is critical. I, I can tell you that attitude many times is, is more vital than the amount that you give. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's how you feel when you let it go. <laughs> yeah, do you regret it? Do, do, do you question God or, or do you just give it? In our text this morning, we, we find some cheerful givers. Yeah, yeah, we find some cheerful givers. David here is encouraging the assembly 
what we would call the church. The church had not been, uh, quote, established as the church because this is the Old Testament. It wasn't to the New Testament that, that the church, that we hear the, the ecclesia, the, 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 the church was, was uh, uh, established or, or, or named. Uh, so he tells them, he says, praise the Lord. <laughs> and what I like about it, they did just that. Yeah, they praised the Lord and they bowed down and they, they lay prostrate, prostrate before themselves and before the, before the Lord and before the king, before David. Now you would wonder, you, you, you would think that they were rejoicing, they were praising God, they, they were just uh, 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 filled up with, with, with praise and, and exhortation to God because of something that he had done. Yeah. Because how many know that it's much easier to praise God when he's done something for you? Yeah, yeah. It's much easier to praise God when uh, he's blessed you with the job that you've been after for a while. Yeah, it's much easier to come into the house of God and praise God when he's blessed you with that spouse that you've been praying for. It's much easier, yeah, yeah, to, to, to praise God when, when, when he just healed your body or he's done something supernatural or he's just answered a request. It's easy to praise God. Yeah, but the text tells us that they're not praising God off something that he had given unto them. Can I suggest to you this morning that the text tells us that they praise God because of the opportunity. Yeah. The opportunity to be able to give to God. The opportunity and the privilege to be able uh, to, to give back to God what he had given unto them. They, they, they are excited. They are filled with praise. They are filled with glory because now they get an opportunity to show God how thankful they are. Yeah, how, how thankful they are. See, David understood something. David understood that God needed a dwelling place, a house to which to abide. David had made up in his mind that he was going to build that house he had made up in his mind. He, 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 he realized how much God had done for him. And he said, I am going to be the one. Yeah, David realized just how much God had done in his life. And as an act of gratitude, he wanted to build God his house, his, his temple, his, his church. Yeah. Now we know that God does not dwell in buildings on today. Yeah, that we are the building. We are the temple of God. But can I suggest that the building is still vital? Uh, yeah, the building is still vital. Many of us, uh, uh, we accepted Christ in the building. Yeah, it was when we came into the building and we heard the word of God and we were pricked in our heart that we accepted Christ. It is in the, the building that we come to, to hear God's word and be strengthened and empowered. It, it is in the building that we come yeah where our inheritance is where we are strengthened by one another's testimonies it, it, it is in the building so so it, it is in the building that we are taught the word of God to to help empower us to be able to go out there into a world and fight an enemy yeah that's on our track 
It is in the, in, in the church. So the church is vital. So we can't miss that. Uh, and David, though David did not build uh, the temple, though he wanted to, uh, he didn't build it. Let me say this. He didn't build it because he was a warrior. Yeah, he had blood on his hand. Yeah, so God wanted his son to build it. So uh, David understood that. And, and, but David contributed to the building. He didn't leave it. He, he didn't leave it in the hands of somebody else, but he contributed. And we see this. We see David's contribution in verse 2. Look, look at what he says. Look at David. He says, with all my resources, I have provided for the temple of the Lord, temple of God. He says, gold for the gold work. He says, silver for the silver, bronze for the bronze. He says, iron for the iron and wood for the wood. He says, as well as onyx for the setting, uh, turquoise, uh, stones of, of various colors. He's, he says, and all kinds of fine stone and marble. And, and, and all of these things, he says, not in small quantities. Yeah, he said, but I, I broke God off something big. He said, I, I gave large quantities. And what I like about David is, 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 is not only does he talk about what he did, but he talks about what he's doing. Uh, because verse 3 says, besides, in my devotion, in my love, in my loyalty to God, yeah, to the temple of my God, he says, I now give my personal treasures of gold and silver for the temple of my God over and above anything I have provided for his holy temple. He says, he says uh, I, now I'm giving more than I've given before. Yeah, he says, I, I, I broke God off something large, but I understand that, that, that in order to complete it, that there is much more needed. He says, yeah, he says, I, 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 I'm going to break God off 3,000 talents of gold. He says, and 7,000 talents of refined silver for the overlaying of the walls of the building. I, I wish you could visualize this. He says, for the gold, for the gold work and the silver work. And for all the work to be done by the craftsmen. David says, not only have I given, but I, 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 I'm going to give over and beyond uh, because I understand that the work has to be completed. And what I like about, I like about this text is that, is that uh, David does not, uh, not only contribute to the building of the house, but the house of God. But look what verse 6 and 8 says. He says, then the leaders of families. He says, and the officers of tribes of Israel. He said, the commanders of thousands and the commanders of hundreds and the officials in charge of the king's work gave willingly. He says, they gave toward the work on the temple of God 5,000 talents and 10,000 derricks of gold, 10,000 talents of silver, 18,000 talents of bronze, and a hundred thousand talents of irons. <laughs> he said, anyone who had precious stones, he, he said, the leaders gave, he said, he says, I gave, he said, the leaders gave, and here he says, everybody else gave as well. He says, anyone who had precious stones gave them to the treasury of the temple of the Lord in the custody of Jeriel, the Jesonite. The text says that everybody got involved. 
that everybody began to give. And I thought, I, I thought about that thing. I, I said, what made, what, what made these individuals come into agreement in the area of giving? What made the, the first thing that I, I saw in the text? You know, the first thing, they understood God's house had purpose. Yeah, they understood this. They, they understood this. See, God's house was and is a visual witness of God. That when you see the house of God, that when you see a place that has a cross on it, that when you hear about a church, that it is the representation of God. How do I know? How do I know that we believe that? Because truth of the matter is that many of us came to the house of God uh, because we were on the run. Yeah, many of us came to the house of God because we had issues, that we had problems. We knew that if we could just get into the house of God, I wish I had some witnesses. If I could just get in the house of God, if I could just get in the presence of the, 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 the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, if I could just get into the house of God, I know something will happen. Uh, yeah, I know I got some witnesses in here that when you came to the house of God, uh, yeah, you might have been going through some problems. Your marriage might have been jacked up. Your finances might have been in trouble. Yeah, there might have been health issues. Your children might have been acting up. But when you came to the house of God, something happened. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 something happened. Hey, uh, don't rush me this morning. We're going to take our time. Uh, yeah, it was a visual witness of the presence of God. This is what Isaiah understood when he said in Isaiah 6 and 1, he says, in the year the king Uzziah died, he says, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on the throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. It didn't say he saw it in the field. It didn't say he saw it in his house. He said, but when I came to the temple, when I got into the presence of God, I saw him high and exalted. Yeah, when I was in the world, I saw the king when I was in the world I saw the president when I was in the world I saw the governor but when I came to the house of God I saw the Lord high and lifted up yeah then Ezekiel 10 and 4 says then the glory of the Lord rose from above the cherubims and moved to the threshold of the temple. The, the clouds filled the temple and the court was full of the radiance of the glory of the Lord. He says, when I was in the temple, I saw something. When I was in the temple, I saw the Lord rising above the cherubims. I, I saw the, the, the Lord beginning to uh, permeate. I, I saw his glory exuding not only in the house but it fell into the courts ah uh, yeah and just like then today the church has purpose yeah the church has purpose don't 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 don't, don't miss don't miss that don't don't miss uh, yeah some people believe that they could just get it at the house uh, uh, bedside baptist but I'm, I'm here to tell you that there's something significant about the church uh, the church has its purpose That's, this is what uh, uh, the Christ was telling Peter he says uh, and I say also unto thee that thou art Peter and upon this rock I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it Peter was the rock but can I suggest rock means in the Greek means petro it means a collection of stones hewed together to form something bigger than any one stone could ever do on its own. Can I suggest to you this morning that the church is supposed to be the rock. Uh, God has brought us, he's brought us and he's hewed us together. He's formed us together to do something that we can't do on our own. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Church is supposed to be a collection of believers who come together to represent Christ uh, or, or the kingdom of God in the earth. Yeah, it's not a social club. Not a place that you come to check the box. Uh, it's not some religious gathering. But it is a place that, that God has divinely called us together. Uh, the key there is divinely. It's not the happenstance that you hear. No, God has divinely orchestrated. He's divinely placed. He knows what you need. He knows how you need it. And he puts you at a place so you can receive what he has destined and planned and purpose for your life. Yeah, we've been called to act as God's church, ecclesia, his church, uh, God's legislative body. In other words, uh, God's legislation in heaven, uh, uh, we are the church to bring heaven to earth. Uh, Y'all ain't going to help me this morning. Yeah, we, we've been called to shift some things. We've been called to shift the culture. We've been called to shift our community. We've been called to shift our families. We've been called, glory to God, to shift our workplace. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are to bring legislation to the earth. Uh, not the world change the church, but the church change the world. Ah, uh, yeah. And if we could, if we would act like the church, if we would tap into what God had purpose and plan for our life, some of this stuff that's going on would not be going on. Y'all, they're going to help me. Ah, uh, yeah. If the church stood up and been the church when they decide, when one woman decided to take prayer out of school, if the church would have stood up, that's why we got so much hell and trouble in our schoolhouses now. Glory to God, because prayer was taken out. Uh, we, 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 we bowed down, glory to God, and let one woman, let one woman, let, 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 let one person, glory to God, take a, a God's presence out of, uh, out of, out of our school systems. Uh, yeah, can I suggest we got to get back to being the church? Uh, we got to get back to being a collective body. It's not about one person. Glory to God. Uh, uh, not not built on one man. No, no, not built on one woman. But it's it's built on a collective group of individuals who understand that we are the legislation of God in the earth. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, we're His mouthpieces. We're His authority. Upon this rock, I build my church and the gates of hell the gates of Hades the gates of hell our sickness and disease it doesn't come from God but it comes from the enemy poverty does not come from God it comes from the enemy that's what he's sinning against uh, his people but if the church uh, would be the church uh, something would happen uh, yeah things would shake uh, things would fall in line uh, yeah the government would shift uh, uh, if the church would be the church if we got back to praying and stretching out and laying before God uh, yeah 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 uh, and not being about us uh, not being about what I can get and what I can do no but the collective group he established the church mm, he established the church and see, when we really understand who we are and what we've been called to do, giving won't be an issue. We realize that every dollar we give helps to fulfill our purpose. But yeah, I, I said that, our purpose. Yeah, I, I, our purpose and the purpose of the collective body, the divinely orchestrated body that he's called together. So, so they understood that the church had the purpose. Secondly, they understood that they had, that all they had came from God. 
I don't make it up. The text says this. 14 says, but who am I? <laughs> and who are my people? That we should be able to give as generous as this. David said, who, 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 who did this? <laughs> he, he, he says, how can we do? Ha, ha, have you ever just wondered uh, uh, how it happened? Uh, have you ever just wondered uh, uh, how you were able to do that? Uh, I, I mean, David says, he, 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 he says, that, uh, how can we do this? He says, everything comes from you. And we have given you only what comes from your hands. Uh, they say they, they, it didn't come from our hands. Uh, they said really, they, 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 they understood that God was their source. Yeah, the, the, the great thing about knowing that God is your source is that he always provides what he asks for. Uh, Y'all are going to help me. Uh, yeah, yeah. If he asks for something, guess what? He's already provided it. He's already made a way. He, he's already showed up. If he asks for the tenth, He's already given the hundred. Y'all, y'all ain't gonna help me. Uh, yeah, he, he never asked for anything that he's not already given unto us. The question is, what are we doing with it? Ah, uh, yeah, what are we doing with it? Yeah, yeah, what, what, what are we doing with uh, what belongs to God? What, what, what are we doing? I mean, he's given us a hundred and he just wants ten. He says, what are you doing with the tenth? Y'all, y'all ain't gonna help me this morning. Uh, they understood God was the owner and they were just the managers. Yeah, how many understand that what you have is not your own? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it belongs to God. That 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 that, that it is that it is God. I, I mean, like what Deuteronomy eight and eighteen. He says, "And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He that giveth the power to get wealth." The only way that you got what you got is because of God. <laughs> See, I, I know it's easy to think that it was all your hard work. I know it's easy to think that it was your education. I, I know it's easy to think that it was your cleverness. But the truth of the matter is what you have today is only because of God. Uh, I wish I had somebody that understood that this morning. Uh, yeah, that, that, that it was God. That, that, that if it wasn't for God, you, you wouldn't have what you have. If it wasn't for God, you wouldn't have the business that you have. You wouldn't have the job that you have. You wouldn't have the 401 that you have. Glory to God, you wouldn't have the stocks and bonds and retirement that you have. It's only because of God. Only because of him. Yeah, only because they, they, they remember. They, they, they remember that only, only because of him. And I, I, I can imagine that they can remember this because I can imagine they can remember uh, being in slavery. They, they, they remember not having nothing. They, they, they remembered uh, bowing down to a taskmaster. They, they remember having to make mortar, uh, uh, yeah, having to make bricks without mortar. Uh, they remember that. They, they remember that when they came out of Egypt, the only reason that they came out wealthy uh, is because God, hallelujah, caused them to ask the uh, really demand from the Egyptians not to go out empty, not to go out broke, not to go out a poor, glory to God, but to go out with some substance. And the only reason that you got what you got, the substance that you have is only because of God. The apostle Paul told the Philippians, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. 
Yeah, it's God that supplies our needs. Uh, it, it, it's God that supplies our needs. I, I know you might go to the bank and you, you, you might punch that number and it automatically comes out, but behind the scenes, it was God. Uh, yeah, the only way you got that education was God. The only way you got that promotion from God. Uh, promotion, yeah, promotion. Uh, uh, didn't come from the north, south, east, or west, but it comes from God. The only way that you got it, God released it. The only way you got it, God favored you. The only way you got it, he touched that person that, glory to God, that saw your application and you wasn't qualified for it, but God chose you. Ah, uh, yeah, he chose you. Solomon said, the blessings of the Lord maketh one rich. And out of no sorrow to it. It's the blessing of the Lord. Uh, the blessing of the Lord make it rich. Uh, I don't care how much you toil. It's still the blessing of the Lord that make it rich. Because truth of the matter is that you can work 24 hours a day, 7 days, a week. But if God ain't in it, glory to God. <laughs> if God ain't in it, I don't care how much you work. I don't care how much you toil. Glory to God. If God not in it, it will not prosper. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. Uh, another reason that they, they, they came into agreement, they understood the greatness of God. Yeah, we sung that song this morning, talking about the greatness of God. I mean, we see it in verses 11 and 12. He says, yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty uh, and the splendor for everything in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. These people had heard about the greatness of God. They had heard that he was the one that spoke uh, uh, and divided the firmament. They, they, they had heard that he was the one that spoke and hung the moon and the stars. They, they had heard that he, he was the one. Yeah, he was the one. But can I suggest not only had they heard, but they had experience. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had experienced it. They had experienced God's presence. They had experienced his power. He brought them out of Egypt. Uh, yeah, he brought them through the Red Sea and uh, the, the Red Sea stood up as liquid walls. Uh, he brought them uh, through the Jordan. Uh, he, he stopped the Jordan miles back so that they could walk across on dry land. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was him. Glory to God, as they walked around the walls of Jericho that walked the walls of Jericho down. It was him that allowed them to go uh, uh, against all the ites, the Amorites, the, the Jebusites, uh, uh, all those ites, glory to God, that, that, that were occupying their land, the Hittites. He, he, it was him that brought them through. It, it, it was him. Yeah, it was him. It was him that enabled them to bless, possess the promised land. What about you? What do you remember about God? What do you remember about what he's done in your life what do you remember glory to God how he made a way out of no way it was God yeah it was him that when you had that heart issue that healed your body it was him glory to God that brought that wayward child back 
It was him, glory to God, that when you needed a job, opened that job up for you. It was him, glory to God, when you needed deliverance out of that abusive relationship, he brought you out. I, I'm coming down somebody's lane this morning. It was him, glory to God, when you were about to lose your mind up in here, up in here, that brought your mind back together and regulated, glory to God. You had the gun, you were going to use the knife, glory to God. You had the pills ready, but it was God that delivered you and set you free. Who am I talking to on this morning? It was God, glory to God, that brought you through a pandemic when thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, glory to God, lost their lives. It was God that did it. It wasn't the government. Uh, it wasn't your mama. It wasn't your daddy. Glory to God. But it was God that stood between you and death. It was God that when death came knocking on the door said, not yet. Uh, it's not time. You were lying on your bed of affliction. Thought you was about to go out of here. But it was God that stepped in. He stepped in like he did Hezekiah. Glory to God that turned his face to the wall. Glory to God. It was, it was God that did it. He he did it. They understood. They understood that couldn't nobody do what was done but God. Hallelujah. It wasn't nobody but God. I wish I had somebody that would glorify God and testify that it wasn't nobody but God that brought you out. It wasn't nobody but God that delivered you. It wasn't nobody but God that set you free. Yeah, you got the doctor's report, but God. Oh, yeah, I know you got the eviction notice, but God. I know you got the pink slip, but God. I know they talked about you, but God. Our God showed up right on time and brought you through nobody but God. Somebody said, but God. But God. Couldn't nobody do it but God. Yeah, because he's great like that. He's great like that. He's great like that. Nothing can stand before our God. Everything is going down but God. I wish I had a witness. Everything but God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody ought to praise him. Glory to God. Glorify God right there. Uh, yeah, 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 because everything else is changing. Uh, but God is consistent. He said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. When everything else is going down, when everything else is shifting, God said, I am still the same. He healed yesterday. He'll heal today. He delivered yesterday. He'll deliver today. He brought you out last year. He'll bring you out today. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. But God. They understood it. They understood the greatness of God. The greatness of God. Lastly, I got to go. I got to go. They understood the greatness of God. Do you know how great your God is? Do you know how great he is? Do you know how great he is? Hey, do you know how great he is? Do you know that there's nothing that can stand up against your God? Glory to God. He's not lost a fight. Glory to God. Nothing. Glory to God has overcome him. He has overcome everything. Everything got about to his name sickness got a bow to his name poverty got a bow to his name glory to God whatever the enemy is sending your way it has to bow if it's got a name it's got a bow 
Woo, my God, my God. He's got to bow. Lastly, they understood that it pleased God. I don't know about you, but I'm after pleasing God. <sighs> Dare I please man more than I please God. They understood this. The Bible says in 17, I know my God that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. So God tests our hearts in the area of giving. He tests it. He'll give you something and see what you're going to do with it. He said, if you're going to test me, I'm going to test you. <laughs> you're going to test me, I'm going to test you. I'm, I'm going to see what you're going to do with it. See, it is our trust and uh, our, uh, to see if our trust and uh, is truly in him or in our resources. Jesus said, look at what he says. He says in Matthew 6 and 21, he says, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. <laughs> is your heart at Walmart? <laughs> yeah, is your, yeah, is your, really, is your heart at Starbucks, $6? I mean, you can't get a coffee, uh, $6. <laughs> My God, we, me and my wife was watching the show the other other day. They, they was people were getting out of debt, and they they had people that were uh, had been assigned to them to help them to get out of debt. And one woman, one woman, the first thing she did when she went out is she she, she you know Walmart got the Target has the Starbucks. The first thing she did was get a six dollar seven dollar Starbucks. Well, if you got financial issues, uh, you, you, you better buy you some coffee at home and brew it. Y'all ain't going to help me. Uh, uh, I mean, it, 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 is your heart at Macy's? Is it at Saks Fifth Avenue? Yeah. Where, 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 where is your heart at? Is your, is your heart, you know, in that nice pocketbook that you buy? Where's your, where's your heart? Where, where's your, is it in that nice suit? I know you look good in it, but where's your heart? Where is your heart? God is looking for hearts. He's looking to see where is it at. He said because where your treasure is, your heart is also. He said so I can tell what you love huh, based upon where you spend. Based upon where you give the most. Oh, yeah, like, hey. uh, see, see, see because it, uh, uh, it's, it's each and every one of us in this room, we were created to please God. I know you want to please your spouse, your children, your grandchildren. I, I know. But we were created to please God. First and foremost. Anything else that we put before God is an idol. Then we're praising it more than we're praising God. I mean, Revelation 4 and 11 says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to be received, to, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou have created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. For the pleasure of God. He didn't just create, create you for nothing. He created that when he look at you, he see him. Amen. That when he look at you, he see the glory 
falling off you. That, that he sees you walking in the power and presence and the anointing that he's made available for your life. And when we pre please him, understand, we exhibit, the text says, integrity. Can I suggest that God is looking for integrity in every area of our lives? Yeah. Every area. Every area of our lives. Even in our giving. Do you have integrity in your giving? Do you give a tenth? Ten percent. You know, you make a thousand and you give a hundred. 10%. That's integrity giving. Or, or, are you tithing or, or do you tithe at all? I, I mean, do you give more to the waitress serving your meal than you do God? Hmm. When you leave here today and you're going to go out to eat, are you going to drop more going out to eat? Then you give God in the offering. Huh. Y'all quiet. <laughs> At the end of the year, where you have spent more on vacation than you've given to God all year. Because God is looking for integrity. I mean, we can shout, we can praise God, we can, we, can, we, can, we can sweat, we can cry, we can wipe snot. <laughs> but at the end of the day, when all that settles, God is looking for integrity. Because you want to be connected to people with integrity. I mean, if you're connected with people and you, you're dependent on people, you, you want them to have integrity. You want them to be able to keep the word that they said. Solomon said this in Proverbs 3 and he says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first and best part of all your income. You see, all, many times that, that, that all has been mentioned because God knows that we try to, we, we'll hold something back. <sighs> see, these people, I'm closing, these people refuse to hold anything back from their God. They were willing to do what it took to please their God. Their coming into agreement in the area of giving allowed God's house to be completed. What would happen if we had a mind like them? What would happen if we realized who God is and what he's done in our life and the only way, the only reason that we have what we have, do what we do, are who we are, is because of him. And that's what the enemy does. He, he always wants us to look at us as though we have done something. Put us in the mirror. Move God to the side. I deserve this. I. I deserve it. But can I suggest, what does God, what does God deserve? What does God deserve after all that he's done in your life? <laughs> Mama's been good. Daddy's been good. But they can't touch 
what God is able to do. Can I get a witness in the building? The psalmist asked the question, and I'm finished with this scripture. He says, what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? He says, what shall I render? What shall I give unto God? David, the psalmist, he understood this. He looked back over his life, an adulteress, a murderer, but God. I mean, I know we talk about David, and I know we talk about, you know, him sleeping with Bathsheba. Yeah, I know we talk about him as a murderer, putting Uriah on the front line. But what have you done? Because the Bible said that we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible said that, 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 that none righteous but one. But the Bible said because we sin, we deserve death. Deserve to be wiped out of this existence. But the great God, the merciful God, the kind God. <laughs> That even though we don't dot every I and cross every T, I can take a breath this morning. I can walk this morning. I can wave my hands this morning. I'm not pushing up days. This day. I'm not lying on my bed of affliction this morning. But God, what shall I render? What shall I render? The message said, what can I give back to God for the blessings He's poured out on me. All of us. God has poured out some blessings on our life. <laughs> because truth be told. Yeah. Go back to the neighborhood you grew up with. Yeah. Look on Facebook at some of them friends that you grew up with. They either gone. Some of them still doing the same thing. How you going to be on the corner still? How you going to be on the corner still? How you going to be still drinking? Still smoking? How you going to be still not have a dime in your pocket? But do you know that could be you? Woo. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I often think about that. I, I worked in the prison for about five years. I said, God had me there to show me where I could have been. Because I done some things. I ain't the only one. I done some things. I done some things that I could be clink, clink. But God, it's only grace that I'm up here. Don't ask what it was. My wife know. I made sure she know. Glory to God. I'm always saying, she watched them forensic shows and all that stuff, this new DNA and all this crazy stuff. I, I said, Lord have mercy. Hope my DNA ain't nowhere. Nowhere, because I done some stuff. I done some stuff. Glory to God. I, 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 I can remember one night having a gun held to my head. 
And the only thing I, I know that stopped it was God. Yeah. Hallelujah. But God. Prince Kater, Deacon Kelly, Minister Kelly, I, I, we graduation party, high as a kite. I don't know how we got home. And I was driving. I don't know how we got home. But God. I don't know. Couldn't tell you how. But God. God, what shall I render? Come on and rest on your feet this morning. We see the power of a group of individuals. Remembering. Thinking about how great God is. And because of that, all David asked them to do was praise God. And because they were able to give back to God, praise erupted. They laid prostrate.